Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is Elizabeth April, also known as EA. Elizabeth is a clairvoyant, a truth seeker, an intuitive psychic, and best-selling author. She's on a mission to help humanity awaken by expanding their mind to the infinite possibilities the universe has to offer. Through her online community, The School of Awakening, her Amazon best-selling book, You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up, and her successful podcast, Expand, Elizabeth April has brought her expertise to celebrity clientele, models, actors, and musicians, as well as her huge online community. Thanks so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today. I've never like actually talked to anyone who's had the experiences you've had. I think the best way to start is you know, you encourage everyone to walk their own path and ask them to understand that their path is going to be different from yours. So I'm curious, can you share with us your story? Let's begin with your story. Yeah, for sure. Um, Thanks so much for having me on. I always love, you know, sharing my story and my experiences to help other people who are also going through similar things, especially at this time. So Um, I was born in this life with extrasensory abilities. Basically, that means that I was able to see ghosts and spirits, uh, communicate with them, um, but also see chakras and auras from other people as well. Um, I was also experiencing past lifetimes, talking to interdimensionals. um, But because I was raised Catholic, I really thought that I was talking to God at such a young age. So my parents knew that I was different. I think my mom was a little bit freaked out at what I could do. And my dad was very open-minded about it. So he would ask me lots of questions um, and really encourage you know, my experiences, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, around the age of 10, I really felt like I was that weird kid in school and I wanted to fit in. You know, I wanted friends. I wanted to be normal. So I consciously made the decision to shut down all of my spiritual abilities to really start fitting in with everyone else. I got heavily involved in sports and, uh, you know, talk about going from one extreme of the metaphysics into the, the physics, you know, the physical aspect of this reality. But, you know, later down the line, uh, I started to really kind of sink into a heavy depression. I suffered with a lot of anxiety. I was really questioning this reality. And it felt like no matter where I turned, no one really had the answers for me. So between the ages of 14, 15, and 16 is when I really started to spiral and rebel and get really angry in a lot of ways at just the predicament that I was in of living in this reality. Um, You know, finally, at the age of 16, it was my dad who basically offered a past life regression. He ended up studying past life regression on the side while he was in university for engineering. And so he's like, hey, you know, maybe this will help. And in about an hour and a half. Sorry, let me just interrupt. Like, Like your dad was studying past life regression on the side when he was studying engineering. That's amazing. all Which is insane because, I mean, you never hear about a Catholic engineer who's also (laughs) open to spirituality, right? So, so I know that I, you know, obviously was contracted to, 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 for him to be my father, um, you know, in this lifetime to help guide me. And so at 16, in about an hour and a half, we went into around five different lifetimes, lifetimes where I was a shaman or a healer or a channeler or a witch, but also lifetimes where I was a slave and I was persecuted for the things that I believed in and understood. So that really showed me that there is so much more to this reality. It opened me up to so many different things. And the two main things that that experience opened me up to was one, reincarnation is real. And oh my goodness, I'm not just 16. I'm so much more than this, which is which was like a, you know, praise Jesus moment. And yeah. two, um, that time is an illusion that in an hour and a half at the age of 16, I get to experience five entire past lives. Like, what is time if that is 
is actually possible. And that really started my spiritual awakening journey. After that, I started to step back into all of my psychic gifts, uh, even more so than I did before. I ended up uh, actually copying my dad's past life regression book. So he had his own regression notes um, and how to regress someone. So I ended up getting my own journal and copying all of his regression techniques down. And then when I went away to university two years later, that's how I made friends. I literally, you know, would go up to people, random, you know, students in my classes and say, hey, do you believe that reincarnation exists? And based on their answer, I would go ahead and give them a past life regression, which was probably super irresponsible of me, given the fact that I had no prior knowledge, no history, no, you know, credible training in this field at all. But I was able to do it. I was able to regress people, even if they were skeptical, I was able to regress people into different timelines. Um, Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about like the difference between a past life regression and like uh, hypnosis with, I mean, I feel like I've, I've done hypnosis where they've taken me back to past life. Like, is it the same thing? Yep. It's the exact same thing. So it's kind of like a trance-like state, um, hypnotic-like state where I call it kind of like a dream state, but instead of waking up from the dream and forgetting your dream, you remember everything that you just experienced um, as if it was a memory. So that's, it's, it's basically the same thing. And, uh, you know, at a certain point in time, I realized that not everyone was able to be regressed, that it took a lot of people, you know, some time to kind of get into a place of relaxation. And, And all relaxation is, is really separating themselves from their current reality and uh, entering into, you know, wherever that hypnot, you know, regressionist wants to guide you to. And so I started to wonder if I could maybe regress myself and tap into someone else's information or tap into someone else's Akashic records. And I started to do that. And not only did I start to regress myself and tap into other people's past lives and and Akashic records, but I started to tap into the planet's Akashic records. I started to ask questions like what really happened, you know, at the dawning of humanity, what really happened in the in the great flood of Noah's Ark, what really happened back in ancient Greece, what really happened, who was Jesus, was he a man, was it a, a lie, you know, what happened back then, and I found that I was able to actually put myself into a trance-like state and go explore Earth's hidden human history. And then at the age of 18, so shortly after I stepped into all of this, I went away to a 10-day meditation retreat called Vipassana, which was an experience that I had in a past lifetime that I really resonated with. I was a yogi in Burma and I was able to like levitate and do all these really crazy like physics defying things. And it was because of this practice of Vipassana. So I'm like, oh my goodness, Vipassana is still a thing. Even today, I want to go to a retreat center. So I went off to this 10-day silent meditation retreat center, and on the second night of meditation uh, or of this retreat, I ended up getting abducted by aliens, by interdimensional beings. And wow, like, I mean, talk about being able to astral travel, remote view, see past lifetimes, you know, experience simultaneous time. But I mean, at that point, if you told me that aliens were real, I would say, yeah, I mean, there's got to be something else out there in the universe. But why are they here? Like, why would they bother with little old us? You know, I really feel like we're this ant-like species here on this planet. There's there's billions, trillions of terrestrial planets out there. You know, why us? And after getting abducted, it really blew that uh, lid off of the can of worms once again, just like the past life regression did at 16. And all of a sudden, I had all of these questions. Who are they? Why are they here? Why are they interested in human beings? And with my prior knowledge and ability of astral traveling, remote viewing, and being in a trance-like state to gain access to objective information, I was able to unpack a lot of that knowledge and information shortly thereafter. I got um, uh, introduced to the Galactic Federation of Light and that organization. And, you know, I'm 29 now, so it's been about 10, 11 years since 
all of that uh, can of worms got opened up for me. And I really do feel like I have discovered some knowledge and information through my exploration. Um, I definitely don't know it all, but I have a lot of the pieces of the puzzle um, because I really want to see the bigger picture. I don't want to just take a look at mediumship or precognition or aliens in themselves. I want to really combine quantum physics mixed with spiritual awakening mixed with cosmic disclosure and understand how all three of these categories, uh, you know, entwine to really understand who we are, why we're here and what that bigger picture is for us humans. Wow. There's so much to unpack in what you just said. And I'm really excited to kind of like go through each um, topic because just starting with regression, past life regression, and then going into the conscious abduction and stuff like that. But I completely agree with you there. You know, I mean, that is the question that most of us, whether we're conscious of it or not, like at the end of the day, it's like, why are we here? What is our purpose? And for you, it's not just like your personal purpose. It's overall the big picture of like, what is it that, how does this all essentially work together? How is this all connected? And right now, that's such a big question for so many people, um, whether, you know, whatever your political views are, whatever you feel like, there's just so much fear out there. And I think that um, there's fear on both sides right now, which is really interesting to me. I think like in the beginning of 2020, um, when everything started to like, unfold, for people to really like, wake up and it's just like an opportunity, in my opinion, to just like, see that there is this big picture. And I feel like for me personally, I, I woke up, people wake up to this through so many different angles. Like for you, it was past life regression and you have like that innate gift, um, which we'll kind of get into that because I'm curious if you believe that everyone has a gift, they just need to tap into it. But, um, I personally feel like I'm not there at all, like by any means of like tapping into that gift, but I, for myself personally, I feel like I'm getting really great at tapping into my own intuition for myself and for my family. And I think that 20, and it started for me through food, which is what I'm, I was passionate about and how I kind of got into this world. It's because I started eating more clean. And then, so my mind was open. And then, so I, I was able to wake up more and see things more clearly. And then like, that's how my life unfolded. And it sounds like for you, it was like this past life regression and like going into really seeing the world for how it unfolded, which is like so beautiful on its own. I mean, to have those experiences, to tap in in that way. Like I shared with you, I did one hypnosis, like maybe a couple times past life regression. And because I also am really, um, I did yoga teacher training and I used to practice yoga every single day. And it is what helped me through my childhood. I was able to tap in, but it still was really hard for me and not something that I felt like I resonated with. But now that you're talking about like Akashic records, like I feel like, you know, there's so many things to talk about and, or like to learn about. There's like astrology, there's human design, there's all these things and they're connected. But first off, like, I don't even know what Akashic records are, which is, I know a lot of people are getting into it, but maybe you can share that with us, what that is. And then, and how that is connected with like the past life regression you talked about. And also, um, talking about past life regression, regression, like, just, you know, like you said, you said that you were kind of guiding people through it and you had no experience, which ended up you gaining so much experience about yourself through that and about other people, because it's like, actually, it's not theoretical training. It was like legitimately you training and working with others. But I'm curious, like, are there people that aren't ready to regress and like, you know, kind of getting into that aspect of things? Like if someone is interested in past life regression and, and looking into all these things, is there a good time to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, before we get into kind of regression and, and the Akashic records, I just want to kind of mention to your point of awakening and how it happens for a lot of people. So, you know, my first book, uh, You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up, is really going through all of the different stages of 
spiritual awakening and what we experience during an awakening. And so I kind of go into detail in that book about the two different paths of spiritual awakening. And one path is where you lose everything, right? I, I forget what I called it, but I had some sort of cool name for it. But basically, you know, you're at the bottom of your barrel, you've lost your job, you've lost your family, you've lost all your money, you've got nothing left, the world is full of fear, you're full of fear, and there's only one way to go, which is up, which is a higher vibration, which is starting to question, man, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something more than just this physical reality. And when you start to understand that and you start to kind of anchor and move into that direction, you start to work with those energies and frequencies. And all of a sudden reality is working with you and not against you. So that's one way. It's like you get to the bottom, you basically hit rock bottom and you awaken from there. And that's where 2020 comes in, where a lot of people started to basically awaken and ascend is they hit rock bottom. Everything about their old reality changed and they were forced to make new choices, therefore create a new identity, therefore shift from an old programming into a, a new one. Um, the other uh, path of awakening, which is a lot more rare, but it's the path that I went down at 16, which is you have everything. You have, and not that I was super abundant and financially set at 16, but I had everything that a 16-year-old would want and, and, and need to have at 16. I had a good friend group. I was pretty popular. I had decent grades. I had all the options in front of me. You know, we were partying. I had freedom. Like, I had all of that at 16, and yet none of it resonated with me. None of it was the direction. Like, none of it was fulfilling, basically. And you yeah. hear about you know, whether it be a, you know, a lawyer, a doctor, entrepreneur, they've got all the money in the world. They've got the Mercedes, they've got the mansion, they've got the whatever it is that this material world says that we need to have to be happy. And yet they realize I am still not happy <laughs> and more money and more shit is not going to do it for me. And that is also another avenue of awakening. Like I mentioned, it's definitely a more rare kind of avenue of awakening. That's the avenue that I went down. It's like, oh, I have everything, but I've got nothing at all. And that's where I started to have to kind of dig deep and question. And I have a lot of friends who have been homeless on the street and now they're thriving entrepreneurs or in the, they're in the music industry or what have you. And they made it because from the, the bottom of the barrel, they basically picked themselves back up. So I just wanted to kind of just overview the two different avenues of awakening uh, for those who are listening to this, who are kind of in it right now. Um, and then to circle back around and talk about uh, the Akashic Records and regression, I believe that everyone is psychic. I believe everyone's telepathic. I believe everyone can tap into infinite amounts of information. I do not believe that what I can do is special or different or unique at all. And I am so, so clear about that. Um, I always say everything I can do, you can do too. Um, and we all do have our niche. Like we're all this beautiful piece of the puzzle. Um, I do believe everyone is able to be regressed. I believe that some people are a little bit, it's more difficult for them to be regressed because they have too many attachments to this physical reality. If you really truly believe that this is all that there is, it's going to be very difficult for you to let go of this and move into other realities, other timelines, other past lives and what have you. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very firm that everyone has uh, these kind of abilities and then last but not least, the Akashic Records. Um, basically, the Akashic Records is just a fancy name for saying uh, an energetic library. So think about like every individual person has an energetic library around them which contains, I actually call it cloud storage because that's a, such a modern term. Um, but really, we, you, we have this cloud storage um, all around us that encapsulates, you know, every single lifetime we've ever had, not just in the past, not just on this planet, but also off this planet, but also in the future as well. You know, time really doesn't exist in the same way in the astral realms. So not only do I believe that we all have cloud storage around us with infinite 
amounts of our own individual information, but I believe the planet herself, Mother Gaia, has cloud storage around her that we can all tap into, gain access to an infinite amount of information. Not only that, but I believe the universe, source itself, has cloud storage all intertwined within it that we can all tap into and gain access to once again infinite amounts of uh, information from other solar systems, from other beings, from other dimensions. And it really is quite vast. Not saying that we're going to be able to comprehend and understand all of the information, but uh, but it's there for us. And I do believe that we all have the ability to tap into it. So the Akashic Records is really just the cloud storage, is really just a library full of information. And it really depends on where you want to go, on what, what library you want to visit in order to gain access access to the intention and the information that you're looking for. Hey everyone, taking a break to tell you a little bit about a new fiber brand that I think everyone should know about. Typically when you think of fiber, unless you're thinking of whole plant-based foods like fruits and veggies, you're probably thinking about basic fiber brands that you've seen growing up on commercials or at drugstores. This is not your basic Metamucil. This is an amazing brand that I recently connected with. And most of us are constantly feeling bloated, weighed down, and uncomfortable. And in most cases, it really is because we're not getting enough fiber. So Clear Digestive offers a fiber plus prebiotic blend that perfectly balances soluble, insoluble, and prebiotic fiber to support better regularity, less bloating, and overall gut health. Their all-natural fiber blend is thoughtfully crafted from only food-based ingredients like apples, flax seeds, and chia seeds, and it has no artificial sweeteners or fillers. The best part is that it comes in powder form so you can easily add it to your favorite smoothies or recipes. It's time to evaluate your daily routine with Clear Digestive and get nutrition you can feel. So check out their website at cleardigestive.com and get 15% off when you use code THEFULLEST at checkout. I promise it won't disappoint. Wow. We could like spend an entire episode just talking about that. That's insane. But I really appreciate your like your explanation of it because I've like kind of been, you know, reading about it here and there, but I, I just didn't see it in that way. And it just makes so much sense. It's like, it's a cloud, it's there. And some people have like basically downloaded it and like interpret, can interpret it or whatever. Exactly. Yep. That, that makes so much sense. So, okay. So you kind of, that was your experience um, earlier on in your path to awakening, but then you went to the Vipassana retreat and then you had what you say is a conscious alien abduction. So that like I'm really excited to talk about aliens. Like I'm serious, I've always just felt that I knew. I mean, it just makes so much sense that you know it's not just about us. There's life everywhere, and um, and we're part of something so much bigger. And I I'm curious, like, what do you think about the documentary, the phenomenon? <laughs> and also, I just kind of want to talk about like your interactions with them after your abduction, just talking about like what it is that it, like, have they had any interactions with, you know, the Mayans or past generations on an our ancient civilizations on this planet? And like, I'm curious, like their experience with those groups if they have and us. And I guess my thing is like the way I feel if I were to think about how they view us is I feel like they're disappointed in us. And I don't, I mean, obviously that's just my perspective and that goes into like my view of life and stuff and, um, and where I'm at with my perspective of the world. But it's like, I think that there's just so much good and I believe that, and we have so much good here to offer, but I'm just so curious, um, because that perspective makes me believe that they are, um, just so much more wise than us. And so that's like another thing that, yeah, I'm just curious about like what the message is, what your experience is working with them and, and what you want to share, I guess, with us about the whole thing. 
Yeah, I mean, once again, do we have five hours? Because it's a huge, huge topic. Okay, so I guess to start off with, um, I just want to say a couple of things. Okay, one, they're not disappointed with us uh, at all. Human beings have been manipulated for quite some time. Uh, these interdimensional beings are fully well aware of the influences that we have been uh, undertaking. So if human beings were left to our own volition, I truly believe that a lot of the war, a lot of the suffering, a lot of the pain that we've gone through in our history would not have been there. Um, I believe we would be in a completely different place if we were left uh, to ourselves. So where we're at with our own conscious awareness level, I don't want to say that we're not to blame for it, but I want to say that we have been manipulated to be in a lower density. That's all I'm going to say about that. So no, they're definitely not disappointed in us. Um, next point I want to make about interdimensionals is there are good and bad within every single species. So as much as we want to say all the greys are bad, all the reptilians are bad, all the palladians are good, all the angels are good, it's really a blanket statement. Now, I haven't actually met any corrupt angels or, uh, or palladians. Um, but also, you know, I go to specific groups for a reason because they are at a high vibration. But kind of like human beings, like if you were to take a look at all of the humans on planet Earth and you were to average us out and say, you know what, the humans are pretty shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Straight up, we're bad yeah. because we've got a, like a lot of bad apples that you, we just can't do that with these species and civilizations. So I always try and kind of remind people that there's light and dark in the universe. There's good and bad. There's high vibration, low vibration within every being, within every species, within every civilization out there. So that's also really important. And then also like you kind of made this point or you made this comment. And um, I think a lot of human beings think this way, especially when they start to step into the knowledge that aliens are around, that they might be working with us to some capacity. And that's the statement that they know a lot, like they know a lot more than us. And I know that when I first started interacting with them, um, and of course, I got that firsthand interaction, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, my God, you're coming from a different dimension. You know, you've got uh, different skills and abilities. You're all naturally telepathic. I mean, you've got to be more knowledgeable and wise. And it wasn't until like a couple years after the interactions with them where I was kind of corrected by one of them. I think it was one of my interdimensional spirit guides. And I said, oh, yeah, this is what it was. I was asking them some sort of question like, I don't know, it was probably something silly, like, am I going to pass this exam or like, is this person that I'm dating the one, you know, like some silly human question. And uh, and they came back at me and they said, you know, Elizabeth, like you ask us a lot of these questions um, that you already have the answers to. And I'm like, yeah, but you're the alien. Like you're like coming from a different dimension. Like you're, you know, incredibly powerful, all knowing being. And they're like, think about it. I'm, you know, for example, they were a gray, right? This is this being that I was talking to was a gray. And they're like, I'm a gray, but you were a gray too in a past life. So since that past life as a gray, you've had all of these other lifetimes, you've gained access to all of this other knowledge and experience that I don't have. And they basically reminded me that we are the accumulation of everyone, everything, every species that we've been before. So it's not that we don't know. It's not that we're lesser than. It's that we are distracted with this reality and the distraction takes us away from all of the knowledge that we have sitting in that cloud storage. The second that we quiet our mind, the second that we stop the distraction, the second that we hold an intention long enough and have that patience um, is the second that the information comes to us, right? So there is a correction of they aren't all knowledgeable and all powerful, especially when we're relating to the volunteers and the starseeds that are on this planet. We have all of their knowledge and some, you know, and especially the fact that human beings are this in so many ways, like kind of like a master 
species. Like we're a master race. And not to say that we are, you know, better or worse off. It just means that we are a hybrid uh, species. We have many, many different interdimensional DNAs within us, which means that everything that they can do, we can do and some, you know, and some more on top of that. So they are quite envious of where we're at and what we have the ability to do. But of course, they are definitely not envious of our lack of conscious awareness and our um, suffering in relation to uh, this physical material world. So it's it's a lot to unpack, but there's a lot going on when you when you really start to think about interdimensional beings and their connection and association with us. Would you say that these interdimensional beings are essentially in their lifetime previewed to, um, like you were saying, you know, you're telepathic, you're this, and like, of course, we're that too. And would you say that you were basically explaining that we view them in that way and they could view us in this other way? But would you say that they come into their world already previewed to their abilities and like they're able to view the world with all these other species in it whereas like we are previewed to like we're one human race there's only one planet and we are the ones that inhabit you know like do yeah you think- yeah yeah exactly so um yes you're correct in saying that uh they they are basically born with a lot of knowledge and information. Like, think about it. If you're born as a Palladian uh, on the planets of the Pallades, then that's all you know. You really truly kind of only know your species, but you're also very aware of off-planet civilizations. You're very aware of the Galactic Federation. You're exposed to different species and the knowledge of the universe, and you're naturally telepathic, and you naturally have your memories of past lifetimes. So that's kind of all, and it really depends. Every species has its own awareness levels and abilities and what have you. It's not, we can't just say they're all this or all that. the biggest difference is that human beings are born without their memories. And, you know, I've asked many different beings many different times, why is that? Because I feel like the greatest amount of suffering that we go through is the loss of our true selves, the loss of the memory of who we really are. And if we were, if we were born with the awareness of all of our past lifetimes, religion would not exist. The financial system would not exist. Corruption would, well, I can't say it wouldn't exist, but it would probably wouldn't exist in the same way. You know, power, uh, power struggles wouldn't exist in the same way. It would be, it would be different. It would be completely different. The answer that I get in many different forms, but it's always the same thing, even if it's used in different words, is that the greatest gift that humanity is offered is the gift of being born without our memories and they mention that it's a gift because it gives us an immense ability to basically learn from the ground up it's almost yeah. like it's almost like throwing a baby into a pool and saying swim and all of a sudden the baby's swimming and you're like, what the hell is baby swimming, you know, uh, without any prior knowledge. It's like me diving into past life regression without any prior knowledge, but, but trusting the process. And so what, what I've heard that this planet is referred to as is like a PhD. You know, you come to this planet and you leave with your PhD because you come without any of your knowledge and information, but you also come loaded to the brim with a ton of tools and a ton of gifts and abilities. You have to navigate, you have to trust, you have to take leaps of faith, you have to push yourself in order to unpack everything that you are. And once you can do that, like what I've heard is, if you graduate from this planet, um, especially as a volunteer, as a starseed, then you get the opportunity to go anywhere you want to go in the entire universe because you have overcome the limitations of planet Earth and you've, you've rediscovered yourself. It's really easy to know everything when everything is available to you. It's very difficult to step into that infinite knowledge when you're told that you don't know anything, right? So to be able to do that is immensely powerful. 
And it's a huge, huge lesson that we all take take away from this planet um, and we can utilize for other lifetimes off planet after we're done here. So there really truly is a lineup of other cosmic beings, of other galactic federation uh, volunteers who all want to come to planet Earth for the specific reason of, yes, helping humanity, yes, helping us anchor and, and move through this shift, but also to learn what it's like to not know anything and to rediscover all of it. As you may or may not know, we've been sharing the benefits of saffron with our community for a little while now. Growing up in a Persian family, I'd been aware of the benefits of saffron because of its prevalence in my mother's cooking. But as we began on the journey to create our own line of saffron-based products, I began to learn the powerful science behind the plant. Saffron has been used by many cultures for thousands of years, and now the research is backing it up, proving that just 30 milligrams of saffron per day is a natural source for enhanced emotional and physical well-being. At the fullest, we believe that incorporating ancient wisdom into our modern lives is one of the most powerful and accessible paths to healing. We also believe that everyone's journey is unique. So for our latest launch, we've created a line of saffron products in a variety of formats to help you curate saffron in your personal daily routine. Warm Feelings is our saffron latte powder and comes in individual sachets and in larger sustainable glass jars. Made with just certified high-grade saffron, organic coconut powder, and cardamom, it's the perfect coffee alternative and feel-good start to your day. If you prefer to pop a pill, Kinder Thoughts is our 30-day supply of saffron capsules and a super simple way to support your body and mood with the power of saffron. And if you're looking to strengthen your immune system, try our Mindful Immunity Syrup. This healing blend uses saffron to reduce inflammation, but also harnesses the power of an ancient Middle Eastern berry called barberries to fight infection, along with sea buckthorn and elderberries, all in a base of manuka honey to aid in antibacterial healing. It's a true immunity powerhouse. Honestly, at the moment, I'm using each of these products on a daily basis, depending on my needs. And to help you begin your own saffron journey, we're offering a discount of 15% off just for our podcast listeners with code the fullest podcast at checkout. I hope you enjoy your new daily saffron ritual. That's such a beautiful way of putting it. I love that. And I, when you were talking, even before you said that, it, it's like they're able to have all of their memories and they're told, but we get to experience it, like you said, from the ground up in our own way, similar to like even, I guess, someone, um, you know, like learning to walk again, I guess, if they had like a major knee surgery or whatever. I think it's so beautiful and it's such an incredible gift. And to be able to share that, like I have a five month old and a three year old, like to be able to share that as a parent with our children at such a young age empowers them to go on this journey from day one, rather than like stumbling upon it, like accidentally, which is great as well. But some people will just like may potentially never stumble on it because of like, you know, so many other things, but, um, okay. So you've had these like interactions with these interdimensional beings you were connected with, or can you tell us more about your relationship with the galactic federation, what that is? And I guess just like what the message you, like you believe is the message for the collective at the moment. Yeah, for sure. So the galactic federation, I always describe as, it's kind of like the UN for the universe, um, maybe without the corruption that the UN here has. Um, exactly. <laughs> it's basically like a universal collective of many different species of many different interdimensional beings that all come together um, for the sake of unity. So really trying to unify the universe. And one of the things that I always try and mention is the Galactic Federation is not about bringing light and love to the entire universe. And even though that might be like shocking for some people to hear, it's like, oh, but it's all about light and love. And yes, it is. But 
it's also essentially about balance because, you know, one of the things that really shocked me when I started to explore off-planet experiences and civilizations and beings was actually how much war, how much darkness, um, how much low vibrational frequency is out in the universe as well. I just figured that we only had polarity. We only had um, the binary here on planet Earth when in fact the entire universe is polarized and there is light and there is dark. And the universe or the source has it that way so that once again, we can learn lessons to go back to pure source, which is just pure light and love. So the role of the Galactic Federation is not to just spread light and love. It's actually to ensure that there is a balance between the light and the dark within this universe. So uh, they deal with a lot of like peace treaty negotiations. They deal with uh, kind of like abiding by the universal laws, but then also implementing the universal laws and making sure that any civilization who is not aligned to the universal laws um, are there. Basically, they serve out consequences as well uh, to those beings. So it's just it's a matter of balance. And um, specifically, the Galactic Federation here and around this planet is ensuring that human beings have the most amount of opportunity that we can get to shift into a higher vibration. And so they've been closely monitoring us basically since day one, since the creation of our species and civilization. And they're monitoring and making sure that there aren't any other like interdimensional beings who are influencing us that basically go against the law of the universe or the laws of the universe. It's a very, very complex kind of situation. It's it's not as black and white as, well, this is against the law and this is for the law. Like, for example, one of the laws of the universe is the law of non-intervention. And so what's what can be very complex about the law of non-intervention is if human beings are influenced to do a certain thing, like say, create a war, right? If one side, if Basically, if a dark interdimensional being, a low vibrational interdimensional being were to step in and say, hey, your neighbors are saying, you know, talking some shit about you. And you're like, what? You know, and then you're like, "Okay, cool. Well, I'll just fight those neighbors. And then the neighbors are like, oh, my God, our neighbors are fighting us. We're going to fight back. That doesn't go against the law of non-intervention. Yeah. Believe it or not, because they're not intervening into our free will, because ultimately we are the ones who are still choosing to fight each other. They're not forcing us to fight each other. They're influencing us to fight each other. So because these beings have been interacting with us and manipulating us in this kind of very, um, very sly way, uh, they've been able to get away with it, but also the Galactic Federation has been watching very, very closely, ensuring that they're not stepping over that very, very fine line. And there have been many moments in our human history where that line has been crossed and the Galactic Federation has been uh, called in to basically, um, you know, set out the right consequences and also maybe shift the timelines uh, or intervene in their own capacity to make sure that humanity is still in line with with our greatest contracts. So that's kind of how they interact with human beings. Um, until enough of us ask for cosmic disclosure, for, for UFO alien disclosure, it's not going to happen because once again, it's the law of non-intervention. If, if, if the majority of us are not even aware of aliens, then they're de definitely not asking them to come and show themselves, right? So as we awaken, as we ascend, as we open up to new possibilities and new civilizations out there, more and more of us are asking for disclosure. And that really gives them the right of way with our free will to basically show themselves. Um, so that's kind of how I understand that and uh, and where the Galactic Federation is. And I do have some messages that they have for us at this time but I wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to mention about everything I just talked about. Yeah. Well, okay. So does like someone represent us as a human species and are, is that individual or a group of individuals um, 
like high up in our governments or part of the UN? Like, you know, I'm just curious, like, how does that work? Yeah, for sure. Good question. So um, there are like, there are quite a few individuals on this planet who would be considered like ambassadors for the GFL. They are, from what I know, they are mixed in within every country in the world and also within every kind of section or category of humanity. So as much as we have kind of the dark shadow government also mixed in with the news anchors and the celebrities and the what have you, we also have these uh, truth seekers. We have these volunteers. We have these Galactic Federation alumni who are here, quote unquote, pretending to be human to to really shift the frequency embedded within every you know section of humanity. I I consider myself to be one of these ambassadors um, mm-hmm. who is also a messenger for the Galactic Federation, but I'm one of many. Um, and I do also believe that. A lot of us, if not all of us, can contact and communicate with the Galactic Federation as well, especially if you're an old soul, especially if you're a volunteer, especially if you're a starseed, you know, you have that connection and contact as well, because most likely you came to this planet uh, from them, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So so we've got just as many, you know, some people call them white hats here um, as we do with the shadow government. And uh, we're finally starting to make big moves. And we're we're start once again, like we've kind of held back on our action steps, just waiting for humanity to catch up. And now that humanity is asking for a change because holy shit, it's getting dark here. Uh, We need some light and we're asking for that light. And the GFL, I believe, is the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh my gosh, that's good news. I guess before we talk about um, the message, I'm curious, like um, why you think that they don't want us to know? Not that the GFO doesn't want us to know, but people in our um, planet don't want us to know that aliens or interdimensional beings exist or that we've had contact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So so once again, going back to kind of that shadow government um, who, who doesn't want us to know the truth. So uh, they've been suppressing like literally the biggest cover-up in the entire world uh, since day one has been the cover-up of interdimensional life, UFOs, aliens, like I remember uh, years ago, I was like remote viewing, like I love astro traveling, remote viewing the world. And I really wanted to check out the archives of the Vatican, because I know that they have tons of documentation there that would really, you know, mess up uh, <laughs> the, the structure of the planet. So I saw all of these old, old documents, um, like papyrus papers and all of these things that had UFOs, that had aliens, that had different beings different species. It was all documented. And who's holding all that information? But the Vatican, right? The church. Like it's, it's, it blew my mind. I believe that they're covering this up. This is like a crazy theory. Okay. But the, just hear me out. Um, I believe that they're covering up UFO and alien life because it would completely decentralize all of the control that they currently have. It would completely um, collapse the religious structure, which is massive amounts of spiritual thought and spiritual control. It would completely decentralize and collapse the financial structure, completely decentralize and collapse the political structure. All of their assets, all of their points of control would completely collapse if UFO and aliens were exposed, not to mention the more and more humanity understands that there are interdimensional beings, not just in the universe, but actually interacting with human beings, uh, the more and more humans are going to wake up to the fact that this shadow government are actually shape-shifting beings who have been pretending to be human this entire time. And as the veil is lifted, as this matrix begins to crumble, we begin to see the clear picture of, oh my goodness, this whole time, humans haven't been corrupting humans. It's actually been an outside force. And basically, we will start to feel very violated and very, in a sense, invaded upon um, when understanding this information and understanding the truth of what actually has been going on. And that will also completely decentralize their power. And that's what they're scared of. They're scared of being exposed. Makes perfect sense to me. (laughs) Um, Do you see also like 
some of the, I'm just going to say like Bill Gates as someone like, do you see him or people like him um, that have so much influence as, as like part of that, like not shadow government, but like part of those shape shifting individuals? Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, there's huge, huge players, the top six, you know, richest families of the world, the Royal family, the Rothschilds, you know, all of these individuals, I believe are, these other beings, these shape-shifting reptilian beings. Now, I also want to say that I have met some really positive, high vibrational uh, reptilians who work for the Galactic Federation as well. So I don't want to say that they're all bad, but without a doubt, there are some really, really messed up dark energies that are on this planet who basically want human beings as their slaves. And a really good, you know, I think the word is still out on Elon Musk, but I think I know. A, a really, I was gonna yeah, I think a really good comparison is like you got Bill Gates on one side, right? Like so reptilian, like so, yeah. so dark. <laughs> and then on the other side, you've got Elon Musk, who is without a doubt, in my mind, uh, an alien, like without yeah. a doubt, right? Like so yeah. alien. Um, but, you know, is he working for the light? Is he working for the dark? I think. I think essentially when I, you know, check into his vibration, he's got a mission on this planet and his mission is to progress humanity. And I think that we're finally uh, at a place where we're, we're ready to be uh, progressed. And I actually, what I've channeled about Elon before is that he's actually the reincarnation of Nikola Tesla. Um, That's not a far leap to make. Um, But I do believe that there's a, a very solid connection that he's kind of continuing what Tesla created. And uh, and in that way, I, I definitely believe that Tesla was an alien. I believe that he was interacting with alien beings and got all of his information from his dreams, just like da Vinci, just like Einstein, um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, so I think that there's that. there's very clear examples of a- aliens and interdimensionals interacting with human beings. And we just have to really question this reality in order to wake up to that truth. I love that download. Thank you so much. Um, And I guess, yeah, if you could leave us with like, what is the message that we should as a collective really take from this conversation or from just our community, your communication with the Galactic Federation? Yeah, so essentially, so I have like monthly meetings, they're called Galactic Federation Summits. And in an hour on the 11th of every month, I tap into the Galactic Federation. I remote view astral travel up to their ship. And I say, all right, guys, what's going on? What does humanity need to know right now? Like, what are the deets? What are the updates? Whatever, which is great because like that also kind of gives me a bit of a structure to uh, gain access to this information as well. And what's really important about the past two years 2020 2021 everything going on all of the fear all of the scarcity like everything is that everything that is happening is happening for a reason we have to be very very clear about that that if this was not meant to be taking place it would be stopped it would not be happening and the reason why this is happening this is the the ultimate download that i've received about this pandemic and all of this is that um, this is the ultimate fear test, right? Just kind of like what we started off with and what you said at the beginning, which is, you know, it's this test, uh, you know, both sides are fearful, right? Um, Just to kind of lay it on the table, you know, 3D people, the people who are stuck in this physical reality, stuck in their autopilot programming, they are scared that they're going to get the virus and die, right? that's, That's their fear. The 4D people, the ones who are awakening, questioning, um, you know, stepping into maybe stepping back from the matrix, uh, but also really about conspiracy, really about the agendas. The 4D people are like, well, I'm not going to die from the virus, but I'm going to die from the vaccine. Right. So no matter no matter what side you're looking at, 3D, 4D you know, there's a fear there. And what is the ultimate, what is the greatest fear that humans could ever have? It's the fear of death. What is the fear of the unknown? It's the fear of death. It's the fear of not having any of what we see around us because we've been convinced that this is all that there is. So then when we go to a little bit of a higher place, the 5D realm, the fifth dimension frequency, right? What does that mean? It means 
being non-dualistic. It means being non-binary. It means seeing everything objectively. When you hop into the fifth dimension, you start to realize, well, shit, you know, death doesn't exist. So I don't have a fear. I don't have the fear of the virus. I don't have the fear of the vaccine. And I get to make any choice I want to make because I am not existing in fear. So everything that's taking place right now is is pushing people, pushing humanity to check their own fear meters. How attached are you to this reality? How scared are you of losing this reality? And the more fearful you are of death, the more closed off, the more um, panic, the more anxiety, the more depression, the more chaos you're going to feel at this time. This is a fear test. And if we can overcome this test of the ultimate fear in being a human and saying, screw it, there's so much more than this moment right here. So I'm not holding my life back for the fear that I feel. And when we can do that, when we can ultimately liberate ourselves from the fear of death, from the fear of the unknown, then you are completely stepping into your power and nothing is going to get in the way of you moving forward uh, with full potency and full ability and full tools. So that that is the ultimate piece of information that I have received for two years straight. They have not wavered on this information that everything that is happening is happening for a reason. It is the ultimate final test that humanity has to go through in order to ascend. And those people at the end of this test who have not uh, let go of their fear of death and their fear of loss and their fear of the unknown, uh, unfortunately, they're going to be left behind, whatever that means, but they're not going to be prepared to ascend. They're not going to be prepared to move forward because they're still attaching themselves to what they thought was the truth rather than the truth itself. Wow, what a beautiful message. I mean, I I definitely feel like I the people that are listening, the audience for our podcast are definitely all into like the conspiracy but not like being fearful and kind of seeing this bigger message and I think it's really important because I completely agree with you while that's not something that I want for myself. I still don't want it to control me, you know, and I think that um, that's a beautiful way of putting it. It's like, you're just, yeah, it's, it's empowering us to rise up and to see it in, um, in a, in a more beautiful way. And I think that that message was exactly what I needed to hear. So I really appreciate that. And I I'm excited. I'm excited to see. So for me, like, I just get, um, excited when I think about like these interactions and people like you and the possibility and how we can all awaken. And I, and I think that's the space that, um, you know, is more expansive and, you know, speaking to your podcast expand, it's just, that's the place that I strive to be in, not in a place of fear. And it's, and there are so many moments where I fall back and, and so people such as yourself are really important in, in us having that reminder. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I always appreciate a, a space to uh, speak that truth and, and to say, you know, the experience that I've, I've had and, and the knowledge that I've accumulated. But I also always want to say, take it or leave it. I mean, if this resonates with you, it's for you. If it doesn't resonate with you, then it's not for you. And I, I want to always make sure that people have their free will and they have the ability to choose and, and they feel empowered by this and, and not, uh, scared or fearful or not in resonance. So it's it's always up to the individual to take it or leave it, as always. So I really do appreciate you having me on. And this is a very expansive conversation. And I'm sure that the ones who have listened to this um, needed to hear this for a reason at this time in their life. I completely agree. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. And if you don't mind sharing, I'm sure there's so many topics we covered and so many specifics, like someone might not know what the Palladians are, someone might not know about any of those things. And so I'm assuming if they um, tap into what you're up to and your podcast and stuff, they can um, be directed in a, in a better place. So please share with us how they can connect with you. 
For sure. Yeah. So I have a lot of things going on. I definitely recommend for everyone to check out my book. Um, I'm actually halfway through my next book as well. But the first book is a really solid overview of everything from anxiety, depression, autopilot programming, um, the Akashic Records, cloud storage, but then also your soul mission and the, an overview of the different interdimensional beings going into quantum physics in simultaneous time. Like It is a solid overview of everything that someone would experience going through an awakening. Um, so that's called You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up on Amazon. Other than that, like I mentioned, I have Galactic Federation summits and meetings on the 11th of every single month, uh, which is really fun. And you get to see me do what I do best, which is channel and astral travel and telepathically communicate to these beings. Um, and then I also have a YouTube page just called Elizabeth April. You'll find tons of videos. You'll definitely want to binge watch all of them. Um, and then I also have a membership platform as well. It's called the Cosmic Society. We've got thousands of members at this point. Uh, we've got an incredible community of like-minded individuals if you really want to connect and deep dive. And that membership is free. So check it out. Um, you'll see it on my website, elizabethapril.com. Um, and sign up, check out the community. We've got Oracle card readings. We've got epic content being released. We've got Q&As happening every other week. So there's so much I'm offering. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy. And I'm just trying to keep up with all of it. But um, there's so much for people to explore if they did resonate with my vibe and the information coming through. It's all out there.